Welcome to Spark. I'm Angela Wagner. And I'm Nicole Esquino. And together we're here as your hosts for a mix of happy hour style venting and results-based coaching. Spark is a judgment-free space where we'll chat about both the brilliant bits of life as well as the bits that are a little more sucky. With lightness, laughter, and the belief that there's no such thing as oversharing, we'll guide you in finding clear paths out of murky messes and toward discovering inspiration in everyday moments. This week, we will discuss how one simple change can help us break a bad habit, why working together is the better choice, and how a giant fruit provides us with so much joy. All right, Nicole, welcome back. We are here and ready to roll. We are here and ready. And it's almost Easter, which is very exciting, I realized, when you have a toddler. Oh, man, that's going to be so much fun. He's going to be into it this year. Oh, my gosh. So, yes, we've been practicing for the egg hunt. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, my dad was trying to teach him, and my dad's like getting upset, not upset, but he's like, he's not doing it right. He just keeps putting them all in one spot right out in the open. I'm like, dad, he's not even three. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. My niece and nephew have actually been having egg hunts literally for the past two weeks. (laughs) It's so cute to watch them. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. They love it. They don't even care when there's stuff inside of it. They're just excited about like the scavenger hunt style thing going on. Oh, yeah. And my mom um, prepared everything to dye eggs yesterday. So when Luke got home from school, he um, got to do, you know, like the dye where you put it, you know, the vinegar and the, you know, the little pellets in the water and then put the eggs in. And he kept like, well, no, it needs to go in again. It needs to go in again. And we're like, okay, okay. And so by the end, the actually, they looked really good because they were like, so dyed. They were such a deep color. Oh, how fun. I haven't dyed eggs in years. We Caleb used to love to do that when he was little. Oh, I would love to do that again. Oh, well, yeah, you can come over. Luke would love to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> He's a big fan. Oh, my gosh. He had Smurf hands and yeah, he was blue. Like we're like scrubbing him out. You know, oh. scrubbing his <laughs> That's half the fun right there is getting it all over you. Oh, yeah. So it was cute. Maybe I'll put a picture in the show notes. I will actually of um, him and his eggs. So that's exciting. Are you guys doing anything for Easter? We, well, where it depends on this lovely weather, we were hoping to do a nice long Easter camping trip um, with Caleb this weekend because Vic is off today for Good Friday. Uh, So we're hoping, but then we got some rain this morning. So I was like, oh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. (laughs) Mm, Yeah. Well, speaking of camping, I think you're up for sucky moment of the week. Yes. Here's our sucky scale. One being kind of sucky. Five being super sucky. One. (sighs) Two. Three. Seriously? Four. Five. All right, and I'm going to give this sucky moment a solid three. Mm, Right in the middle. Seriously? 
Okay, so this story, this actually happened a long time ago, but we were just talking about it recently. So about six or seven years ago, Vic and I went on our very first trip canoeing out at Right Rock Lake, where they have like this little thing where you can rent canoes and go out for an hour or so on the lake. And it was our first time ever being in a canoe. Um, I've canoed before, like at summer camp and stuff, but Vic has never done it before, so he didn't really know what we were getting into, but I've always heard like in those, you know, those wilderness classes I take when I go get (laughs) certified (laughs) to be a wilderness first aid person, I've always heard that you learn the like true test of your relationship can happen when you go canoeing, which I always thought was like a funny thing to say, but oh my gosh, six or seven years ago when we tried this for the first time, I did not know if we were going to stay together after our first (laughs) canoe trip, because when you're in a canoe, you, you have to work together. Like if you don't, one person's going one way and you're going the other way. And then it's totally, you're just going in circles. You have to work together or there is no progress being made. And it was insane. Like we probably had the biggest argument we've ever had through like our entire relationship in this canoe at White Rock Lake. Um, oh, man, in White Rock Lake, you do not want to topple over because I think that your arm might get eaten off or something if oh, you fall yeah. in. Yeah, I don't know what's in the water out there. And, like, we actually saw um, – we got in the part where it's really wooded on the sides, too. So there's, like – I mean, that's a snake breeding ground for sure. And, and we were just, like, literally going in circles because we couldn't agree to, like, you know, who was in charge, which side are we paddling on. And it was just, like, a, a struggle to work together and, like – not fight to be in control. So anyway, we went canoeing recently and we talked about just how far we've come and how now we just kind of get in and we naturally work together and there's no, we don't even really talk about it anymore. There's just a natural rhythm. But I was remembering that first time and oh my goodness, it is interesting the first time you go. (laughs) So what was the shift? Like what made you guys decide to work together besides needing to live or whatever totally which that's a big one but after after like we realized like we're literally going in circles we were like we either have to stop like put the paddles down and we can just stay here until someone comes and gets us or we have to figure out a way to do it together and so that's when we started like we're talking okay let's see how this works so let's both put our paddles on the right side of the boat and let's see what happens to the boat then let's both move to the left side and we literally had to like talk it out which was so silly because like we knew how it worked but you had to plan it out together to actually make it successful so it was really just that moment of like stopping okay no one needs to be in control let's just talk and see how to make this function together. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I'm having these like flashbacks of this book that we read, Luke, that is um, a Mickey Mouse book and they're canoeing and they're just like, oh, we we need another paddle. And Pluto just is like, oh, and he sticks out his paw and he like magically paddles with his paw. Like they make it so easy in the books. <laughs> oh my gosh. It is so, it is so interesting to try to do it. I think being in like a kayak, which is smaller and like a one person one is a totally different ball game like you completely are in control of it it's when you get this bigger boat and you've got another person oh girl changes the whole dynamic <laughs> yeah I imagine and well this was a while ago so it's pre shiner but have you taken the dogs on the boat we have taken only phoenix at this point um and phoenix is fantastic because he just can ride 
in my lap and he's he's good to go. So Shiner is going to be soon. We're going to test him out and see, but it'll be interesting cuz he can't really ride in my lap. <laughs> no. <laughs> so we'll we'll have to see cuz it's very it's very wobbly like you feel the water. So we'll see how he he feels about that. But Shiner does love water, so he'll be excited to be out there. Phoenix on the other hand is like, "Let's go ahead and get back on the land, guys." <laughs> Do you think Shiner would jump in? He might. Like he he likes to swim like Phoenix has no desire to swim, but Shiner literally likes to get in and doggy paddle and move around. So he might, which would be kind of fun. Um, but we'll see. I don't know. To be continued. OK, well, if you do that, when you do that, you need to bring a, like a water camera because we need pictures of this. Oh, yeah. There may <laughs> need to be some video because if he jumps in, that would be hilarious. <laughs> I know. But just be careful. Your phone might not make it back. True statement. Yeah, we've already we've already done that. When Vic and I both have had phones go swimming in the in the river before, so <laughs> ooh, we've ooh. learned our lesson. <laughs> yeah, I imagine that's not ooh. not good. Well, that's always fun, actually. So that you really sparked spark. I've been saying that a lot this week, not intentionally, but we've been sparking a lot of inspiration in the world. And but it, you sparked an idea in me that we should have our our listeners like. So if you guys have any good sucky moments that you want to share. And then your inspired action, email them to us because that'd be fun to feature. Don't you think that'd be fun to feature some oh, people? Oh, yeah. I love that idea. So just email us at podcast at AngelaWagnerCoaching.com. Give us what the sucky moment is and give us the whole explanation and then the inspired action, what you learned. Or if you have a question about it, like, what is my inspired action? Mm-hmm. Um, we could help you with that, too. So I was thinking about that today because I had a few that I was thinking back to and I was thinking like oh maybe we should have a sucky moment throwback episode in the future (laughs) oh that would be funny I love it but I I also love the idea of like hearing other people's sucky moments makes things a little more relatable oh yeah I had um we're going to feature their question in a couple episodes but we had Susan write in about a question and she said like it makes me feel less crazy hearing you know other people's stuff (laughs) I love that no but that's real like that's I, I believe we we all need to be able to feel that (laughs) Yes, right. Because that's clearly that stuff is not the stuff posted on Instagram and Facebook and, you know. Yeah, like there's no picture of us in the canoe arguing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No one was taking pictures at that moment. (laughs) Oh, there's this Instagram um, handle that I follow. It's called a whole parents fill in the blank. This is a clean podcast, so I can't say it, but um, it is so funny and it's just parents taking pictures of their kids like having these major tantrums and then they'll tell you like what it's about so I actually submitted one of Luke like about a year ago and he was so upset that I tried to set up his ball on the tee when he was golfing and it is the funniest picture of him like drama on the grass you know but it's so fun because you're like oh other parents go through this stuff too you know (laughs) yeah like this is not just happening at my house (laughs) yeah exactly um Anyway, so let's move on to um, this is a good one, a topic and kind of coming off the heels of Eric's episode and we really delved into habits. But I thought it'd be kind of fun to talk about automaticity. And this is something that I learned from Eric years ago where and he talked a little bit about how, you know, we want things to be efficient and automatic. Certainly things like brushing your teeth or putting on your seatbelt, like you don't want to have to think about doing those things. But it can also serve us or not serve us, right, in the opposite way when we automatically do something that 
is a bad habit or something we don't really want in our lives. And so because it's an automatic response, we don't even think about it. So I thought it would be interesting for you and I to just kind of discuss some different ones that are possible and give our listeners some ideas on how to stop that automaticity. So one um, was certainly one of my big ones. And this, I tell you, I have been so much better. So checking email on the phone all the time. And we talked about that in an episode where we talked about email, right? Mm-hmm. So that one is, you know, you and I talked about how we we took off where it automatically pushes. So when you and I go on our phones, it doesn't automatically show that we have 10 emails. We have, But that doesn't really, I mean, that definitely helps me, but I still automatically just push the button. And someone said to me, and I swear, I have never thought of this because on the iPhone, there's just a spot on the bottom that the email icon is. And so I ne- I've, I move my icons all the time. But I've never thought to move the email icon. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. So I put it in a folder in a folder. So it's like a pain in my butt to get to. Oh, that's interesting. I've done something kind of like that before, but not on purpose. When I did an update, a bunch of my apps like moved. And so then I was like, I don't even know where everything is. So I quit like habitually checking them because I didn't, it would take me so long to find it every time. So that's kind of the same thing. I kind of love that. I think I'm going to move my email app. (laughs) Yeah. So then I, I have to be really intentional and it gives me like two stopping points where I have to be really sure that I want to do it. So that's actually helped me quite a bit. Now, not to say that I'm suddenly just checking email twice a day. I'm not there, you know, by just moving my app, but I'm a lot better and I'm not just like randomly pushing the button. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like out of yeah. habit. And I also moved my Safari icon into the same folder, like two folders in. So I, I'm not just like clicking the internet randomly. Oh, that's funny. Allow yourself some time to wander. Me and Vic talked about that recently. <laughs> like, you know how you, you'll be talking and then all of a sudden you're like, I wonder who, and then you immediately go and Google it. So that'll that'll give you some wandering time. <laughs> I know. We have to have the answers immediately. Remember back when we didn't actually, <laughs> we couldn't look it up right away or at all? Pre-Google. <laughs> Pre-internet. Oh, man. Um, okay, so checking text. So that, okay, I haven't gotten that brave to move my text app. Um, but you use the do not disturb feature, right? I do. I actually love that one. And you can automatically go into the, the settings of it and tell it's like between this time and this time I'm in do not disturb mode. And there's only certain people, you know, like Vic, who are on my favorites list who are allowed to like break through that do not disturb mode. Uh, Mm -hmm. And that has helped me a lot because if I get a text, I feel like I only have like less than three minutes to respond. I don't know. There's like this ticking time bomb that I have to I have to respond to it quickly because someone needs me like that's how it how it feels. So when I turn that do not disturb on, it helps suppress that whole thing because I don't I don't see it um, coming through. So it, it has helped a lot with that anxiety that I get just when I hear that text sound. I'm like, oh, I have to do it right now, even though I'm driving down. 75 you know I'm like, right stop doing that <laughs> so do not I'm always afraid to use do not disturb because I don't think I completely understand what it what it does so it, it shuts off what texts and phone calls yes and so it 
they still happen though. So like if someone texted me, I would still receive the text, but I wouldn't be alerted to it. It wouldn't pop up on my screen. I would have to like physically, you know, unlock my phone, you know, put in the passcode, go all the way in, and then you would see it on that screen. But it's not on that home screen where your notifications are. So there's oh, no cool. sound. There's no, there's no alert to it until the next time you're in your phone. So if I'm already in my phone, then I'm like, oh, okay. So I did get some text, but I mean, nine times out of ten it's nothing that I needed to respond to in that you know three minute time frame but you can put certain people who are allowed to break through it so that they won't get blocked or whatever not blocked but you know postponed. yeah there's a come through yeah okay <laughs> mm -hmm. and then airplane is just everybody shut off so that right. I like to use like if I'm well, it's funny. I don't even use that for going to sleep. I used to, but now I just turn my phone to silent and I just turn it over. So I, or I, you know, sometimes when I'm getting, you know, when I'm really bold, I just don't even keep it on my bedside. But, um, but a lot of people will turn it on airplane at night. Mm -hmm. Well, and if you have trouble, um, with just doing too much multitasking, then airplane mode is great because you can, you know, just take your phone out of the equation as far as distracting you from doing whatever you're doing. Yeah. Okay. So moving on to eating candy or snacks. So that can definitely be an automatic reaction, right? Where we're just like pounding a bag of chips or for me, it's like, you know, whatever candy that I have. And next thing I know, I'm like, Oh my gosh, half the bag is gone. <laughs> so there's the obvious thing, which is don't buy them. And really like, I know that sounds so obvious and easy, and I know it's not easy, but really, when you are in the store and you pick up whatever it is, you just have to ask yourself, like, is this going to serve me? And if you do want to have some, then that's fine. Like, sometimes what I'll do is, like, put them in little baggies. That's why mom does. She, like, bought this thing of this Cadbury milk eggs, the mini eggs. Mm-hmm. And she automatically puts them in like single serving sizes. And so whenever I want, you know, something, she just hands one to me and I'm like, this is so brilliant. <laughs> oh, no, that is. That's a really, a really good idea. It's because you're still rewarding yourself when you want, and, but not giving yourself the entire bag. <laughs> yeah, it takes that automaticity out of it where you're just eating, 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 eating. And so, um, so that can be a good thing. Another thing that is interesting is to move your food. So <laughs> that sounds so funny. But if you, you probably have like the regular spots that you keep your go-to snacks. So if you move them, it's just like moving your apps. Anything that you make just to where you have to think about it. So if you think about what happens with being automatic is that you don't have to think about it. So if you have to stop and you have to rethink, then you, you give yourself a pause. You give yourself a little space to make the decision again. And you know, make it inconvenient. So I used to put my candy like way up high where I'd have to either ask John, which then he'd give me this judgment look. <laughs> <laughs> like that. <laughs> or I'd have to uh, get a chair or something to get to it. So I really had to like think about it. And you know, it's so funny. So a couple years ago, we were doing another program in the studio. I think it was Project Life or some. Yeah, I think it was. And we were doing the uh, Marie Kondo. I think you were in it. We cleaned out our books. Were you in that program? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I took all my cookbooks out, which was really funny. And there was a check for $75 from, I won't say who, <laughs> 
that was like four years old. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yes, that never got cashed. That was embarrassing. And there was like three different types of little things of candy, like a, a thing of M&Ms and I can't remember what else. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. My cookbooks are up really high. So, so that's kind of an interesting one. Do you have any other ones on candy well you don't really eat candy yeah but i think i think how we got rid of candy is like literally not buying them um it's not in the house so my first instinct is just to eat whatever is there and then the whole idea of like having to drive to target or anything like adding onto it will slow will slow me down but i will say my sister and i were just talking about this because she's about to do the Advocare 10 day cleanse again. And oh, she, and she was like, well, I'm going to start it as soon as I finish all of the stuff that's in the pantry. And I was like, no, no. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, you have to get rid of it now. Like just donate it to like to the kid's school or something. Cause they'll, they'll love, you know, those kind of snacks and stuff. And I was like, you just got to get rid of it now. If you keep eating it, then you'll just keep buying it. Cause you'll be used to having it in the house. And then when you stop buying it, then it's not there, then you won't crave it as much. And plus, that'll help you be more successful in your cleanse. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's the best. I do that like two to three times a year, that 10-day cleanse. We'll post it online because... Oh, yeah, she loves it. And it's a, it's a really good reset button for her, and she will clean her whole pantry out, and then it just resets her, and then she gets on this really good roll for a long time, and then she knows when the candy starts to pile back up in... In the pantry, it's time for another cleanse. <laughs> that's, exa that's exactly what we do. And John's even John, who is you know usually not into not dieting, but you know he's just he's a dude. So he's <laughs> that explains he's a it dude. All. That's how he thinks about eating, you know. So he he doesn't really think about it much, but he he'll about every six months go, oh my gosh, we need to do the cleanse. I, and it's exactly that. It's such an awesome reset. And then like yesterday when we were, you know, you hard boil all these eggs to dye them. And then you're like, okay, now we have like <laughs> 20 hard boiled eggs. <laughs> mm -hmm. So then of course we're all eating hard boiled eggs this morning. And I'm like, oh my gosh, when I'm on the cleanse, I make like, you know, two, three a day and they're great for like salads or their breakfast or like the best fast food. And I'm like, oh, I got out of that habit. So mm -hmm. I love that when you kind of have a focus. Mm-hmm. Agree. But yeah, we'll post that because if any of you guys are looking to do kind of a spring thing, it's, you can order it, um, offline, online. It's super easy. Or if you're in Dallas, you could pick it up at the studio. It's, it's pretty sweet. Okay. So then the last one I picked out, and there's so many of these, but these are kind of common ones that I find with clients, um, is like the watching TV and, and vegging automatic response thing. Do, do you know about this one? Oh, girl. Netflixaholic. <laughs> That's the worst because then you, you can so easily binge watch. Oh, yeah. The way and now they've set it to where if you're watching like a series of something and you just finished one and you know that little button pops up at the bottom like to watch the next one, it'll even skip the intro for you. And I'm oh, like, gosh, I'm like, way to suck me in more Netflix. <laughs> I know. OK, so there's a couple things that can be helpful. One is set a timer and put it on your phone or, you know, a kitchen timer. So if you're going to decide, okay, I'm going to watch TV for an hour, two hours or 30 minutes or whatever it is, set the timer so that you don't go into that automatic space. Um, if you do have commercials, do something during the commercials. I find this really helpful. So we, we completely switched over to internet TV and we use like Hulu and like ABC app, you know, those types of apps. So we have to watch the commercials. 
so it's awesome because during the commercials, I'll just get up and be like, okay, I'm going to fold this, this load of laundry or I'm going to do this, you know? And so it gives me a stopping point to do something in between, which John does not enjoy because for him, it's like, I have my downtime and I don't want to interrupt it. So this may or may not be useful for you, but, and then the third was get rid of the TV. <laughs> Ooh, That's real. Okay. So that's super dramatic, but I know several people that have done it. We actually whittled down to one TV, which really works for us. But now that we're on internet TV, it's like every device has it. So <laughs> that's, that's our problem. Like we're the same way. We don't actually have TV. We just have one television set in our living room and then we um, use the Google Chromecast. So whatever's on your phone, you just send it to the TV and that's how we watch TV. But Netflix is what sucks me in on my phone. Like I like having it right there in front of me, handheld, put my headphones in. And so that's, I, I love the timer idea because what I usually end up saying to myself is I'll just watch one show and then I'm like, then I'll turn it off. But that always leads to something else but the idea of a timer that's like a disruptive notification kind of thing like oh time is up so I think that would be a better idea than saying oh I'll just watch one show yes and you can put like a fun timer on you know a fun kind of ring or sound and then sometimes like when I set my timers I'll put like cute little emojis and stuff like time to get stuff done like you can name if you want to set an alarm you can name your alarm and mm. so you can make it a little bit more motivating than just like Oh, I'm going to ignore that stupid sound and then keep playing Scandal, you know. <laughs> totally. No, I love that idea. Yeah. So, okay. So your try this for this week is to identify something that could be one of the four that we mentioned or something different for you that is an automatic habit you want to change and commit to one action to disrupt the automaticity of your habit. So it's all about disruption this week. I like it. Me too. All right, so we're going to move on to Ask Coach A. Wags, which we absolutely love. So please send us your questions, podcast at AngelaWagnerCoaching.com. Anything about habit change, time management, exercise, anything about being more inspired, please write to us. And we have a question this week. Why don't you tell us about our question, Nicole? Ooh, okay, so Heather writes, how do I get back to an exercise routine after an injury or a sickness? Ooh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. All right. So what do you got for us? All right. So the first one is you just start. That's the hardest thing. Like the first movement <laughs> is to just get started. Do something. Yeah. I mean, it, it's so true because we're so often in our heads about like think, we spend more time thinking about going back than actually just doing it. Right. Putting one foot forward. So it sounds very easy. It's not necessarily easy, but it's very simple. And it it's helpful to think that any workout is good. And I know for me, that's tough because especially with pregnancy and um, getting back and then nursing and then getting pregnant again and all that. So the last like three years have been really a roller coaster immensely for me. And I just had to get okay with like, okay, well, going on the treadmill for 15 minutes or the elliptical is a good workout, you know? 
Totally. Mm -hmm. I love that. And the idea, I think I get stuck sometime in the plan. I'm like, okay, on Monday, this is what I'm going to do. Tuesday, this is what I'm going to do. And then when I mess up on Monday, then I'm like, oh, well, it's shot for the week. (laughs) Right. Instead of just like do something, like start something right now. And then as it develops and as you get more into routine, then you can really plan it out and get more in depth. Yeah. And it's helpful to remember that everything counts. So It's not like we get a special exception, you know, say like for our birthday, of course you can have cake, but it doesn't mean that the cake isn't going to count like your body, right? But Mm -hmm. it it goes the other way too. Like if you go for a walk and it's quote only a 10 minute walk, it counts. It counts towards whatever you're working towards. So everything matters and you don't want to put too much meaning on any one thing, of course, but when you're talking about small steps, that's really helpful. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. And another good point to remember is that like you did have a routine at some point, you know, you, you're you're not starting from scratch, like you're just starting fresh again. So all of the stuff that you've done before, like that muscle memory is still all present in your body. Yeah, I mean, that's the next one. And that's so true. And I always say this to yoga students when they come back and they haven't been in in a while. And they'll, you know, they'll be like, Oh, my gosh, that was so hard. I'm so out of shape. I used to be, you know, it used to feel so much easier. And I'm like, Oh, but here's the thing. It's never going to be as hard as when you first started. It'll never be that hard again. Oh, yeah, no, super good point. So yeah, so to your point, it's the same thing, right? It's like all your previous work is not gone. And your body does remember stuff. And I, I like even after my C-section, my trainer was like, we just got to we got to connect the wiring again for your abs. But it's going to you're going to come back a lot faster than if you didn't have that strength before, which made me feel a lot better, you know. Definitely, for sure. So all is not lost. Yay. Um, Okay, what else you got? Uh, Another big one. And this is probably a major one for me is to be kind to yourself during this process. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Nicole. Uh, that's that's tough because I get stuck on that, like what I used to be able to do. And I think a lot of people get stuck in that mindset of like what my you know body five years ago could do <laughs> instead of what my body can do right now. But I think it's important to just like be kind to wherever you are right now and then just grow from there. Yes, absolutely. I mean, really, there's no point in being in not being kind. Like it doesn't help you in any way so it's definitely not speeding anything up (laughs) yeah and then that kind of goes into the next one which is be proud for starting again because really I mean every every little bit counts and so when you're putting for when you're putting in effort however small however big you have to be proud of that it's something it is something yeah and and the longer that we wait the harder it is to go back so you just do a little something today and do a little something tomorrow. Gets easier. I like that. And the next one is to remind yourself why are you doing this? Like what is that bigger purpose? Like why is this important to you? Yes, and we talk about this one all the time and we're not going to stop talking about it, you guys. <laughs> because it really is the answer to all habit change and Eric Eric said it as well. It's like we have to know why we're doing it. And there's not really any magic pill or trick or coaching tool or class or diet or whatever. There's just no magic, right? There's there's lots of things that can serve us and help us, but we have to have like a, a reason as to why we want to change something. I love that. 
Yeah. And then the last one, this is, I love this one. Celebrate the victories, small and the big ones. <laughs> yes. Yes. But be careful what you celebrate with. And I'm just saying like, <laughs> mm. you know, if you are trying to lose weight, then, you know, don't celebrate with a cupcake after you go for a walk because then you're <laughs> undoing what you want. You know what I mean? Totally. So <laughs> I think, you know, but sometimes it's really just an affirmation of like, oh my gosh, I just kicked butt, you know? Um, but it can be a little treat like, you know, listening to your favorite song or I don't know, do you have do you have any little celebrations that you do? Uh, I think Vic and I kind of do these for each other. Like since, you know, it's hard to notice like your own body changing when you're in it and you have such a different perception of yourself. But when Vic and I are working out, he'll notice something about me and he'll say, you know, you look like, you know, you've lost weight here or your biceps are looking really strong. And like, it's just someone else giving you that acknowledgement. And then I'm mm -hmm. like, yes, let's, let's celebrate. And it's really just like a, like a conversation of celebration, but it puts you in a different, puts you in a positive mindset. Yes. Yeah. So it can be something that simple, which is so key, I think, because we, we just need a little motivation. I mean, give yourself a little sticker chart or something. We're starting potty training, and so we're we're doing a sticker chart. We're going to start a sticker chart with Luke, and I'm like, I want a sticker. I mean, <laughs> everybody loves stickers. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, so, Heather, I hope that helps give you a little bit of inspiration in starting back with your workout. All right, so I'm going to finish this out with a shout-out. And my shout-out this week goes to watermelon. <laughs> Love it. Yes, because, okay, so watermelon is so amazing, and I've been really excited about it. My mom's been getting a lot of watermelon lately, which is interesting because I always think of it as a summer fruit, and I don't know, just early April just doesn't seem like the time, but it, they've been really yummy. And so Luke has discovered the amazingness of watermelon on like a whole other level as a toddler this year. And it is so funny to watch him. I mean, he just like sucks all the water out of it and he just smiles and giggles. And it's like, so I don't know, it's so nostalgic for me. Do you have any, are you a watermelon fan? I, not until recently, like my recent taste bud changed in the last five years. But now I, huge fan, like I'm super pumped for all the spring and summer fruits to be coming out. So you didn't have watermelon as a kid? I I honestly, I had a weird thing with anything that was green. I wouldn't eat anything that was green. Even if it was pink inside? Nope, nothing, like nothing. <laughs> I would ban all green stuff, which is funny. I got it from my dad. My dad is the exact same way, and he is still that way to this day. He does not eat green stuff. And I guess I just picked up on that, and I literally, I wouldn't try anything. And then I tried watermelon probably about two years ago, and I was like, what have I been missing out on? <laughs> oh, man, that is so crazy. It's so good. I could mm -hmm. literally eat a whole watermelon. My husband laughs at me because I'll just like – be so full of watermelon. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And it's so juicy, full of water. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it just kind of brings me back to my childhood. But I looked up some interesting facts on it. So I was like, oh, what are the benefits? So it's 92% water. So it, it's crazy hydrating, which is amazing, um, which also helps you feel full, which is great. Um, it has significant levels of vitamin A, B6, and C, 
lycopene, antioxidants, and amino acids. And so I was like, what is this lycopene thing? I always hear about it. And so I looked it up. It's a phytonutrient that reacts with the human body to trigger healthy reactions. Huh. I was like, I want to trigger healthy reactions. So yeah. that's kind of like, you know, obviously you need to do a little more research and figure out exactly what that means. But I thought that sounded awesome. It's fat-free, low in sodium, and only 40 calories per cup. So there's our PSA on watermelon. Mm-hmm. Go get some. Go get some, y'all. All right. That is it for us. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Spark. If you have a few extra minutes, please do an act of kindness and leave us a review on iTunes. You can find the show notes and blog post at AngelaWagnerCoaching.com. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Coach A. Wags. Remember this week to take the time to give thanks, raise a glass, and discover what it is that sparks you.